Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another week of the Ninth State Sports Show Lacrosse Edition. My name is Joe Marcellina. Joining me once again from a socially acceptable distance, Dairy Field head coach Chris Hetler. Chris, how are we doing this week? Doing good, Joe. Just uh, another week. We're getting itching to get outside. It's we had a couple nice days. I think the rainy days are actually the harder ones because then it really then it really makes you makes you feel like, yep, I'm I'm stuck here and I got nowhere to go. I, so you know, I find it I found it kind of interesting how, you know, what was it, March twenty third was supposed to be the first day of practice and it snowed. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Monday was supposed to be the first day of games and it, it rained down here, you know, in this part of the state, snowed further north. So I thought that was kind of fitting that uh you know, both days that we're practice and schedule games were supposed to start, uh, we probably wouldn't have been doing anything. Yep, yep. Uh, you know, so, um, of course, as always, you can send us uh, questions and feedback by shooting an email to nhhighschoolsports at gmail.com uh, or get us on Twitter at nhhsports. You can listen to the show every Thursday morning at nhhighschoolsports.com. Uh, and as we were we were talking uh, amongst ourselves before we started here, uh there's supposed to be, I guess, a decision on the rest of the school year at some point in the near future. Um, and, of course, sports will be tied into that. And uh, I think e- even if uh, even if the season is called off, uh, we're, we're still going to try to do something here. Absolutely. I think as we talked last week, you know, I think it's it's a nice way, no matter what, to honor the hard work that the, the kids have put into preparing for the season, uh, the careers that the seniors have had. I'm looking forward to our girls' previews coming up. And, um, you know, maybe we just take a look at the the slate of games that were supposed to be happening each week and we can kind of do some do some projections and talk about the the fun things that could we could have seen on the field this year. And um, but no matter what, uh, we're we'll make it work. And um, you know, I've gotten a lot I've had a lot of people reach out to me with some real positive feedback just saying thank you for you know, taking our minds off of things and uh, talking lacrosse for a little while. So, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying I'm enjoying doing it and I'll do it as long as you want to, Joe. You know, speaking of, um, you know, thinking about what games would have been where I actually had that uh, for a moment today while I was uh, as we, we were texting back and forth. We both went on um, on uh, shopping excursions uh, this afternoon. Um, I know while I was out on mine um, driving around thinking I, and I don't even know why it came to me. I was like, man, what would I be doing right now? if things were back to normal and uh there was one game on the schedule today that um i kind of had circled at the beginning of the year um was a big one last year big inter or cross division game uh would have been nashua south at winniconnet which um huge game yeah which uh, i would have driven out to hampton for uh was was kind of i would have been there too would have been an interesting (laughs) one to watch so i I, that kind of that kind of got me earlier today I i haven't had many moments like that yet um, but with it being such a nice day and, and of course the season would have already started this week. I, I had one of those moments today. Yeah. It hit me last night when we were thinking we, we would have opened up against Goffstown yesterday. Probably, probably would have gotten it in too. I mean, we've had such nice weather, you know, their field probably would have been in good shape. Um, you know, as a coach, I'm sitting on, on, uh, 199 wins and it would have been nice <laughs> to go after that, go after that 200th win yesterday. So, uh, yeah, I'm missing, missing it right now. No. Tough, tough not being out there. And we would have had win it. Yeah, we would have been with you today because we would have been scouting when it cut it. We got would have had win it cut it on Friday. Would have been a fun game under and the lights. That, yeah, at a, a home game, that would have been a fun yep. one. Well, hopefully we can uh, we can maybe take a, a little bit of that uh, that pain away. Uh, today we are going to talk about uh, Division Three boys lacrosse. Um, you know, take a look at the division. You know, who are some of the the top teams. 
Uh, a good division, through. a division on the rise yeah, again. Very, um, you know, the last couple of years, I know Hopkinton's been the team that's kind of dominated the division the last couple of years, but, you know, there's been no shortage of talent, I think, in Division Three, And, uh, you know, of course, you you got to start with the, the three-time defending champs, um, you know, if you're talking Division Three, And b- a big reason for that is is the, you know, senior midi they've got this, you know, that's going into his fourth year. Um, playing varsity for them, it's, that's Colby Quiet. Uh, you know, got a, a chance to see him a ton during the indoor season this year. It seemed like, seems like their schedules yeah. matched up with mine every single week, and um, you know, I was really impressed with what I saw uh, from Hopkins. They love the early, yeah. They love the early slot. They love getting in there because a lot of them, a lot of them are also skiers, and so they've traditionally gotten that that seven, eight, nine o'clock time slot. They get in there and they all they show up in force and and like you said yeah Colby was very impressive this winter, um, you know the shorter field and everything and the big nets on the short field they really lends into his game I mean a, a tremendous power quickness first step I mean you know he definitely you know he'd be in the running again for another player of the year and and possibly all American consideration this year as well. You know the thing that that got me from from watching him play um, over the winter. You know, I mean, he's he's always had, you know, I, I think he improved watching him during football season this past fall. Um, his He definitely improved his speed, uh, his stamina, I think. Well, I, I shouldn't say that. That was always pretty good. Um, you know, he's always had a great shot. Um, the thing that kind of got me was just how much kind of power he put on uh, or put into his game. I mean, his shot was so hard, uh, you know, when he wanted it to be. It was just... I couldn't imagine standing in front of that, especially, you know, indoor where it's, it just feels like everything's on top of you. Uh, it, oh, for sure. As a goalie, that is, you know, his, seeing his shot in indoor, it's, uh, it's really difficult. And I mean, you know, I think he, he's also worked a lot on his, on his accuracy. It used to, he used to rely a lot on power and, and you could see in his game during the winter, he was starting to hit corners and it wasn't just about blowing it past the goaltender, which you can do. I mean, if you get enough power, you know, the goalie just can't react fast enough, but now he's really, he's improved his, uh, his accuracy as well. But I'll tell you what, the thing that impressed me most about Hopkinson is it wasn't just Colby. There were a lot of other kids around him that were able to, and that that it also impressed me. You know, I I saw him really going out of his way to get other players involved. Um, You know, I think coach blue was looking at a kid in Sam Brown who's a junior as a midfielder. um, One of their, one of their better guys on offense this year. Um, you know, the days of just saying, eh, okay, we're going to key on Colby. I don't think that's going to work with this team. Um, they, they've got good players at every position and, and enough players that, you know, if you try and do that, you're going to be in trouble because the other kids will step up. You know, and, and they've got, um, you know, maybe two of the better defensive players um, back too. Benny Madden stepped in at goal last year um, and was, was great for them. Uh, but in, I really like the way he plays. Yeah. Very solid, fundamentally. Big kid takes up a lot of space. Uh, communicates really effectively, um, you know, and, and being a senior, he's seen it all. He's been there. He's done it. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I think him along with uh, Stephen, how do you, how do you pronounce his last name? Stephen Newton, Newton Delgado. Delgado. I, yeah. I remember, yeah. Um, you know, not that I saw them a ton two years ago, uh, but when I did see Hopkinton, he was a kid that got in as a freshman and played a little bit. Um, I think he was more for like a, an LSM the last as a freshman, yep. sophomore, um, this year, I think he'll probably play a little more defense because they graduated some pretty good kids uh, on defense. Um, but, you know, he's just a, a, from from the first time seeing him play as a freshman. And I and I want to say one of those times was in the championship game that year, um, you know, just came in and, and, you know, they didn't miss a beat. He was right there, you know, 
um, same level of play as the starters that were in there. Um, he's just got some another guy with great speed, um, and and he, he doesn't come up and and and, and step up and and, and play on on offense too. Yeah, I was gonna say he does not lack confidence. I mean, he's very he's ultra aggressive, and at times that can get him in trouble. I mean, he he sometimes takes bad angles, but he's gotten much better at that. But I'll tell you the thing that throws most people off is his aggressive check throwing style. I mean, he comes out and he just throws lumber. Um, again, at times, you know, playing in Division Three might be overly aggressive, but you know, if the refs are letting it, letting them play, that can really throw off another team because you're just not used to that type of aggressiveness coming at you with that type of speed and body control. Um, so, you know, I think they've got players at every position, and you know, Coach Blue is a, he's a excellent excellent uh, tactician. You know, the adjustments he made from the regular season to the championship game last year were really impressive. Um, so I, I, I definitely see them back in back in that final four, if not the, the championship game again this year. Would you, do you see any different? Oh, absolutely. I mean, they would be the, they're, you know, they're the <clears> team that I would say I would pick to win it going in. Um, just, I mean, because of the, the guys that we just talked about, but you also figure too, I mean, they, they lost, um, what, 13, lost seniors? 13 seniors yeah, from that yeah. team. And, um, you know, as you were just saying, they're, they're the kind of team I know they've been, you know, they had been undefeated um, for a couple years in a row, only lost that one game against Pelham last year. Um, but they're definitely a team that, you know, as the season goes on, like you said, they get a little bit better. They're, they're, they always seem to peak at the right time. And um, I, you know, I would definitely think that by the end of the end of the season, you know, and that they, because they bring in, it seems like they're, they're constantly getting more and more kids to come out and play, which is pretty remarkable because I think what Hopkinton, I, I don't know, it's like you, Hopkinton and Derryfield are my, what, the back and forth for like the smallest lacrosse playing schools in the state, right? Yeah, no, I mean, we, they've, they've accomplished a lot and it's due to their, it's due to their feeder program. I mean, if you think Hopkinton, you, I think most people first think of baseball, they have a strong baseball program, but they've done a really great job of, of putting together a, a good feeder program for their, for their youth. And um, it felt filters up through the high school and they'll be in good shape. I mean, they are, you know, losing Colby is, is going to be tough, but they're, they're going to be fine for the next couple of years after that. Um, I do think it opens the door for some other teams, but, um, you know, they, they've got a lot of strong kids coming up at, after Colby's class as well. So, so the- um, but, you know, I would, I would transition. I mean, the team that we're, I think everybody expects, I mean, I'll, I, I think there are some other teams, but I would expect Pelham to be back in, back in that championship game again as well, as long as they're on opposite sides of the bracket. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the big part of that would be, you know, Charlie Caton. I mean, arguably, again, you know, going to be neck and neck probably with Colby for, for player of the year, headed to UMass Lowell, um, you know, a, kind of a do-everything guy. Um, and I think the one place that I, I expected Charlie to do more was in the face-off circle in the championship game last year. I think he needed more help from his wings. And, you know, that was a, a great adjustment that Hopkinson made is they kind of neutralized his ability to pinch and pop and to uh, to control the game that way, which I think was a lot different than the regular season game there. But Charlie's a game changer. He's a great athlete, um, very similar build to to Colby Quiet, both, you know, sort of bowling ball, strong kids. Um, you know, I think I think both of them are going to do well at the next level. Um, but he's not alone either. I mean, uh you know, Evan Haskins on attack is going to be a good player for them. Uh, how do you how do you see them this year? I, I think the same. Um, you know, if if I had to write it down right now, I think my my guess would be Hopkinton and Pelham. Um, you know, making it to that D three final. You know, just going off of uh, you know what I know what I've seen. Um, you know, 
from what they have coming back during indoor, going off of what's on you know on paper too. Um, not to say that that you know there aren't other teams, and we, you know we'll we'll talk about them that you know that could surprise. Um, but I mean, both of these teams just look um, you know, and, and and Pelham's in the same boat where they you know they lost a, quite a few kids from last year's team too. Um, but this, the, both programs right now just are are loaded with depth. Um, you know, it looks like Pelham has a great senior class uh, coming in this year. You know, you mentioned um, Caton and, and Haskins. Um, you know, they've got uh, um, some pretty good kids coming back on, on defense. Uh, Ethan Jonkus, I believe how you say that his last name there. He's um, <coughs> another yep. senior coming back. Uh, Nick Carroll, uh, Anthony Perinelli, um, you know, a couple or uh, three guys there that are, um, you know, strong defensive players for them. And I, you know, I, I, I th- yeah, I think that, uh, you know, if we were to see, you know, the full season there, I don't know when Hoppington and Pelham were supposed to play during the regular season, if, if it'd still be a game that would, you know, be on the schedule. But I know those two games last year were just two uh, just physical, you know, kind of grinding games. And, and I'd, you know, I'd love to see the two of the two teams play again twice this year. Yeah, they've got it. They've got a good goaltender too, Josh Supernot, who who's worked with me a little bit in the in the Tomahawk program and in different clinics and stuff like that. I I think they're going to be fine. Again, credit to their credit to their youth program and the work that Russ Moyer has done over in Pelham, um, building building up the the Pelham youth program there. It it shows you the two top teams year in and year out. It starts with the with the youth programs and then it allows them to keep going. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I I definitely see them both in the final four. Um, you know, where where else? What are some other teams you think that that might uh, that might push for that that uh, final four spot well, this year? I think I think the top of the list, um, you know, has got to be Trinity. Um, yeah. You know, they um, they had a kind of a, a I think a year last year where they were close in a lot of games. Um, it just didn't have enough to pull through. Uh, you know, they didn't lose all that much to graduation. Uh, they had uh, some great kids back. Uh, Greg Fallon uh, is one that jumps out uh, on the defensive side. Um, you know they've got I you know looking at what uh, their you know coach uh, Mike Martinez sent over to me uh, in terms of of, of what their roster is going to look like. They just it looks like in every spot they have some depth. The one that kind of stands out to me is and and you you might be able to explain this a little bit better than than me tech you know just in terms of uh, uh, lacrosse wise you know. Um, they have what four guys that could play LSM for them. This that's year that's remarkable to me that they've got they they've got four athletes like that that could play at the LSM position. There's years where I'm debating like, man, maybe I just don't have an LSM this year. But to have four of them, that's that's my, plus I'm assuming that means he's also got three guys that he thinks can start for him on defense. Yeah. Um. So you know maybe if some of those guys can stick handle, I mean maybe you put them up on the wings for faceoffs and maybe you know they they become they push transition. They might be a sort of a running gun team this year. Um, you know, they do return, uh, they do return Dylan Brown and, um, you know, they've got uh, at the midfield or I'm sorry, on attack. And then they've got, they've got three options and net a good option to have too. They've got a junior and two freshmen in there. So opportunities for competition there as well. Um, yeah, you know, the other place too was, um, you know, I know, um, their, uh, face-off guy, Micah Buck was, um, you know, good enough to, to get all state honors last year. And, you know, when I was go- first going over kind of, you know, return- returning players and, and this and that, you know, I kind of figured he'd be a guy that, oh, got him right up. But it sounds like they might, he might even have a little bit of competition there, too, uh, from a freshman uh, by the name of, uh, of Brady Watts. Um, or I'm sorry, am I? Yeah. Is it Brady Watts yeah. or Sam? No. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
So, I mean, it, yep. um, they've got, you know, and that's the thing now with all these guys, like face-offs have become such a specialty that there, there's a lot of kids that are coming in as early as freshman year that have the technique developed. And then it's a matter of whether or not they match up physically with the guys across from them. So, you know, while it, it really, I haven't met Brady, but it would really depend on probably physically where he's at. I mean, right. there's probably a lot of games where, because technique wise, you know, he'll be quicker than the other kids that he's playing against or might have better technique. He can play, but then, you know, when you do go up against the Pelhams and the, the Hopkinsons of the world, you know, you, you're talking about a 15 year old going up against an 18 year old. And there's, there's a big difference at times there. So, but yeah. still that bodes well for the future for them. Another program that, you know, is, is kind of looked at, they don't have a feeder program per se, but they've sort of, they've built some good classes so that they're never constantly rebuilding. You know, the other thing too, uh, we didn't, we didn't really mention it uh, with Pelham or Hopkinton. Or I, I guess I, I kind of did with, with Colby. Um, you know, Charlie, too, a, a football kid. I'm looking at this Trinity, um, you know, lineup, too, and uh, a lot of names on here. Uh, Pete Alessandro, Dontre Taylor. Um, you know, these are guys that were members of um, Trinity's football championship team this past fall. So that's a, you know, you can't discredit that, too. You know, just these kids have, some of these kids have the experience of playing in pretty big games, whether they're, you know, lacrosse or, or a different sport. Yeah, and I tell you what, that's the biggest thing I remember from Division Three, especially in the early years when we were playing in there. It's just, man, we were going up against athletes. They may not have been the best lacrosse players, and that even that's changed now. A lot of these athletes, they are good, and their IQ is pretty good, and it was just very difficult to stop. I mean, that's the thing I love about lacrosse is that you can take a kid who's an athlete, and you still it's it's harder than it used to be, but you can still find a spot for them on the field if they're willing to play really good defense. It's like that kid in basketball, right? That you know, maybe he doesn't have the best jump shot or, you know, he's just not going to get a lot for you offensively, but he can play defense. He can rebound, you know, like lacrosse has a lot of those positions out there like that. So that, I, I mean, that's what I love about the sport is I'll take any kid. You can find a spot. If they're willing to work hard, you can find a spot for him. All right. So that's, uh, that's our, I guess, what our top, top three teams. Uh, going, I would say that's our top three. Who, who do you think? So who takes that fourth spot in, in, if we were picking a well, final four? I don't know who's going to take the fourth spot, but I tell you the team that, that I love uh, year in year out is Plymouth. And again, I think it goes back to the, <laughs> I might have some uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome from, from Plymouth from over the years, just from the, I remember the athletes. Uh, do you remember uh, the two, the two football kids who went to UNH, Kuehl yep. and Riser? Oh, yeah. um, oh my God, those kids, they were just, they, we couldn't stop them. They were just monsters. And that just seems to be, you know, Plymouth will go through years where maybe, you know, they're, they're monsters or freshmen and then but then they <laughs> then they become seniors. And I, I think that was a little bit with, with Plymouth in, in the years. Maybe they were a little young last year. And I, you know, right. I see that coach wrote that they, they had seven players that were lost for the season Which last year. That's tough for any team for, to absorb. For a division, know? a division three team, you know, that maybe has, what, 20 kids that you could put on varsity? If, if that, I mean, that's, I mean, that's yeah, pretty I much Yeah, I mean, your, most yeah. teams... Most teams in the state outside of your 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 big, you know, your BGs, your Pinkertons, your Londonderry Exeters, you're looking at a maybe a program size between 30 and 35 kids. So if you have that, then you're lucky if you, you know, you, you might just be eking out a JV team, you know. So for most teams in the state, you know, let's say let's say Plymouth had, you know, 25 kids and maybe out of those 25 kids, 15 of them could play at a, at a high varsity level and then you lose seven of them. I mean that's yeah that's that's going to explain a five and nine record real quickly last year. You so know, and they were still in a lot of games though they you know yeah. they were still competitive, um, you know and now a lot of those kids are coming back and they're 
Um, you know, they got experience. Um, probably the one that, that, that will draw the most attention uh, senior on attack is uh, Marcus Morrell. Um, you know, who's a kid who's, whose name just keeps popping up everywhere when I, you know, going back and looking through stuff uh, about Plymouth. Um, so I'd expect him to have a big year for them. Yeah, you know, and they return they return guys. They've they've got guys at every single position. Uh, Jake Marco and Net. I mean, they've they've got they've got a solid defense. They've got four guys on defense: Brett Baumeister, Jake Duquette, uh, Brecklin Bates, and Joe Peters. I mean, they're going to be they're going to be solid on defense. Uh, coach Glenn, you know, he's just a, he's a high IQ coach, and he makes good adjustments. And if he's got if he's got the pieces, if he's got the athletes, then you know, I think I think Plymouth will be one of those teams that that'll compete again this year for him. For the for the final four there, so that uh, that that's our maybe I guess our top four, uh, and I guess I I mean really um, you know not to I I think that's definitely there's definitely a a gap between those four and then the next group, but I don't think it's as big as maybe it's not quite as big as D1. It reminds me of D1 a little bit, but I don't think it's quite on that level. I mean, unless you tell me if you think I'm wrong, but I, it reminds me a little bit of that, but I think that's, it's a little bit more. I think that's, I think that's pretty accurate. And I, I was just going to say that, that I think that those, the teams that are in that, that area, you know, you may be looking at, uh, you know, kind of like, I think what we had last year was where, you know, you've got your, your, maybe your clearly defined top four and then teams five through nine are, you know, nine and five, eight and six, seven and seven, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're all very closely bunched together and there's not maybe, a, you know, that, that it's pretty competitive. And, 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 you know, you look at like, like Plymouth last year, a, a good team gets left out of the playoffs. Um, you know, so. Yeah. I, you know, and, and I mean, I'll throw out two teams that I think just thinking back to my D three days and the respect I have for their programs. And again, they've had, they've had good, Theater programs over the years, uh, you know, I think we could take a look at Laconia and Kearsarge. I mean, two teams that recently have been back in, in the upper echelons of, of Division Three for a long time. I mean, back in the early to mid 2000s, they were even even the late 2000s. They were they were competing year in and year out for the state championship. Um, so those I think those would be the next two teams I would look at. Yeah, it sounds like um, both of those teams, um, you know, their numbers are going to be were, were pretty good. Uh, but just maybe a year or two away from, you know, maybe challenging for one of those top spots. Um, you know, I mean, Laconia, Laconia lost some big names. I mean, you know, Jake Steele, it seems like that the Steele, <laughs> Steele name has been there forever. Uh, the Chase on name, Ryan Chase on, right. he's gone, yeah. Yeah. you know, um, so they, they've lost, they lost some very good players there. But, you know, I think Coach sees a bunch of kids maybe stepping into some roles this year. I think he's looking at, at Cole Roy at the midfield. Um, maybe Evan Carnegie on attack. Um, you know, so I, I think he's looking at, it, it might be a building year for these guys with, with not much leaving, you know, they've, they've got, they've got some, maybe the door opens a little bit next year with what Pelham and, and Hopkinson are losing. Um, but you know, again, Laconia, I think will be a strong team there. Well coached. They've got the turf. So as soon as the doors open here, they can get yeah. out and, and practice. <laughs> always, um, yeah, always a, uh, a nice, uh, ben- uh, plus to have. You know, and you mentioned Kearsarge too. Um, should mention that uh, they've got a new coach this year. Um, you know, it's uh, with uh, with Zach Matthews moving on down to uh, to coach football at Bedford, and now teaching down there, um, and not uh, participating in lacrosse. I asked him, you know, I asked him during the winter because um, he was at indoors. Uh, you know, because his daughter was was there playing, 
and uh, you know, asked him, well, "Are you going to help out at Bedford at all?" And he was like, "Well, if they if they ask me, you know, a question, I'm not going to say no." Um, but you know, uh, Kearsarge with a new head coach, uh, Tucker Johnson takes over um, that program. And again, like we were saying, it sounds like you know, they their numbers um, are going to be pretty good. They're just maybe a little inexperienced from you know where they were a few years ago when they did make it to. Uh, the championship game, uh, I believe that was against Hopkinton, or no? I'm sorry, yeah, it was against I, Laconia. I think they're really going to be. I think they're really going to be keying on you know uh, some solid leadership from their goaltender Kyle Kyle Garrity, who's a who's a junior this year. Um, you know they're excited for him to take a step up, and then um, you know I think they're just like you said they're going to be a little bit young on on offense this year, but um, I think you know, with, with some solid, with some solid defensive play back there from their goaltender, then they'll stay in a lot of games. And, you know, it looks like they've got four freshmen that they're really excited about Jason Levesque, Josh Holderman, uh, Liam Markoff and Matt Blake, who all, all are stepping up and and possibly could be the future for this team there. You know, going back, you mentioned um, uh, Garrity as the goalie. And I thought it was kind of an interesting thing that, um, that, that Tucker mentioned was that, um, you know that that he he split time last year with with Rye Allard as uh, as in goal, uh, mm-hmm. but this year that Allard, who's a senior, um, they wanted him to switch to defense. So he's coming out and he's playing uh, a little bit more defense while Garrity takes over full time as the goalie. I think that's kind of a an interesting mix, and I'm sure it adds a bit of a wrinkle there that um, you know that you then can have um, you know you got a kid that knows what it's like to play in there playing in front of the goalie. Well, not only that, but I think it gives you a little bit of peace of mind too. That like, if things aren't going well, you've got right, another yeah. player that can't that can't step in, or an injury happens, or things like that. Then, then you've got that that backup ability there as well. You've got someone that's that's done it before, and you can rely on. So, that's a that's a good thing for them as well. You know, I think there's a couple other teams that you know we we kind of um, we saw maybe take a step last year. Um, you know, from from being newer programs, of course, Campbell. Uh, Interlinks, Moultonboro, I believe were both playoff teams for the first time last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nice to see that those programs take a step in the in the right direction. Of course, both are going you know going through coaching changes. Um, you know, so you know, Campbell, Campbell's an interesting one. You know, they their their new athletic director, Josh Knight, who uh, he he comes he comes to the area here after after playing at Syracuse, and I know he was reluctant to just didn't know how much time he would have, but. Uh, you know, potentially a, uh, a real windfall for them. Um, you know, even if he can only do it part-time, I mean, I think, right. I think he's going to do it full-time this spring if we do have a season, but even moving forward, I mean, you know, there's a wealth of knowledge there and, you know, just enthusiasm to get kids out to play the game. So, you know, Campbell again could be, could be a program in the next couple of years that, that could really take some big steps forward. You know, and then another team that, um, you know, I, I, could see in the mix I think is is maybe Milford I know they've been kind of on the cusp the last couple years just maybe getting a couple bad breaks here and there in terms of injuries or just uh, you know the way their schedule lines up Um, really really good numbers I mean god indoor again I think I feel like I say this every year but they they have a tremendous number of kids come out and play Um, you know again I think it's one of those towns where they have a lot of athletes a lot of football players I mean it seems like that's what division three has turned into the last couple years is that you're getting a lot of crossover athletes, which is really cool to see. You know, there was uh, one team that a couple coaches mentioned as being a bit of a, you know, an unknown just because of what they they sometimes, uh, you know, who ends up coming out, and that's uh, Lebanon. Uh, I know they didn't have a very good year last year. You know, they've only won two games. 
um, you know, but it sounds like they've got a nice core of, uh, of seniors there. They do, uh, you know, in, and on defense, they've got, they've got a couple kids returning Colby Delisle, Luke Green, um, you know, and then God, they got, you know, just looking at their, they've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight returning. I mean, they've got eight play, you know, again, there's, there's that joke, you know, in, in college football and in, in NFL football that, you know, if you, if you have a bunch of returners returning from the team, that isn't so good. Maybe that's not a good thing. But I think in, in high school, it's a little bit different because you gain that experience. And now now you, you see what it takes to get over the hump. So, yeah, I, I would agree with with the coach's assessment here that, you know, if they if they've got that many returning kids um, coming back and they're, they're a year older, um, I, I think they could take a step forward this year. Uh, anyone else that um, I don't know that you think you know might you might end up seeing anything from or, or hearing? Well, I think you know there's always a team. You know, Brady's Bishop Brady's a team to watch. You know, I think year in and year out uh, they ebb and flow with you know kind of like all private schools do with with enrollment. They had really good numbers for a long time, and then you know I think just they hit a lull for a little bit. Um, looking at looking at their return, they've got uh, six returning players this year: four on offense, two on defense. You know, they, it seems like they have a very strong attack line. Uh, Mark Galvin, John Denai, uh, Kyle Bean, and Alex Snow, they're all returning as, as attackmen and midfielders. And then Ben Marceau and Nick Lamb on defense. Um, so looks like they've got, a, they've got a senior goaltender stepping in maybe for the first time. And then they've got two freshmen at the midfield that, that might be able to do something for them too. So I, I, think, I think Brady, and, and Brady's a team when they have the numbers, they tend to the kids have tend to played within the Concord system or in the surrounding area for the town teams. So I wouldn't be surprised if if Brady had a pretty good year this year, given the uh, what they have returning. Yeah, it should be interesting. Of course, Monadnock was a team, and we haven't even mentioned them. Um, Final Four team from last year. I'm not not too sure what they have coming back. I haven't heard too much from from what's going on there. And then Guilford, um, a playoff team from last year. Just looking at their roster from a year ago. Um, you know, they had some seniors, but they were mostly freshmen, sophomores a year ago. So I guess they could be a team again, that could be, uh, could be in the mix to do something. And, there, and there's two teams, you know, actually we talked about three teams. We talked about, uh, you know, Lebanon up there, Guilford and the Nadnock. I got to tell you, those were, when we were in division three, those were my three least favorite road <laughs> trips to go on. Not only because the teams were usually good, big, strong, and physical, but just, man, they were long bus rides and you had to. I would always, I would always tell my AD that we needed to leave a half an hour early just because we needed to stretch it out and like, <laughs> you know, the kids have to get off, get off the bus, find the bathroom, do all that kind of stuff. They're tough places to go play, um, you know. And they tend to be all three of those um, have uh, have grass fields too that you never know what kind of shape they're going to be in up there. So they they're three teams that definitely have distinct home field advantages there too. So well, you traded you traded those for what uh, Kingswood, Kennett, and. Uh... Keen, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I upgraded a whole lot in terms of travel time. So, um, you know. Uh, any uh, any but, final uh, any final thoughts on Division Three before we wrap up? No, I just I really enjoy Division Three. I think it's I think it's fun. You see so many kids that that play like we talked about that are crossover athletes that play multiple different sports. Um, you know, I, I, it is a it is a Pelham and Hopkinton world until somebody proves differently. But, um, you know, I think that door is start or that window is starting to close a little bit in terms of the gap between the haves and the have nots. Um, you know, we're seeing it in the club scene that more and more kids from the Division three programs are, are playing club and getting that experience. And, 
playing year round while also participating in the other sports that they play in. So, um, you know, I would expect some really good, really good lacrosse out of division three this year. Hopefully fingers crossed we get it in, you know, hopefully. Yes. Well, we'll hopefully find out, find out this week and, uh, next week, who knows, we'll be, maybe we'll be previewing some more, uh, more on the girl side or I don't know. We'll, I guess we'll just kind of play it by ear at this point. I think no matter what, we'll be back next week. We regardless back, of what yes. the regardless of what the governor says this week, we'll be back and we'll be talking lacrosse next week, and and it'll be uh, it'll be good. You know, it's it's uh, just to kind of wrap things up. It's it's interesting to hear what's coming out in the news. You know, you know, on one hand, you've got the president saying we're going to open things back up, and then you got the governor saying, eh, "Hold on a second, I don't know what's going on." So, it's uh, I think it'll be an interesting next couple of days here to figure out. Uh, whether or not schools or schools will be back in session, whether or not we'll be able to have any sports this spring and maybe even this summer. So well, stay tuned, I guess, right? Hopefully it'll be a good, interesting uh, coming up. That's right. He is Dairy Field head coach uh, Chris Hetler. Chris, thanks a lot. Uh, thanks again for joining me. Joe, always fun. We'll do it again next week. I am Joe Marcellina. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.